Hello, and welcome to Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. Welcome to another tale told at the Time Between Times. So sit back, relax. Let all your cares and strifes just wash away. As you sit at the fireplace, at the Time Between Times, and listen to a tale traditionally told. For just a few moments, we can let go of all our worries. For a a few moments, we can let go of all our cares. For a few moments, we can step into the world of fairy and let that time be now. So imagine that you have walked into the forest down a winding path. Imagine the trees standing true and proud all around you. Imagine that you walk into a forest clearing and there is a fire pit, its dying embers spluttering and cracking, but all around you sat on logs with moss-covered floor are your friends and your family. The night is starting to darken, the sun is starting to set, the moon is starting to rise, but here we are at the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. Here we are, the place where all our cares melt away. Here we are, when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer thin, so thin that for just a few moments we can step into the fairy realm. And for a few moments, they can step into our realm. Now is the time that out of the corner of your eye you may see spirits. But here we are, safe. Far away we can hear the howl of wolves. Far away we can hear the growl of bears. But we know we are safe, right here, right now. As I tell you a tale traditionally told. Now is the time for me to tell you the tale of the curse of Pantanance. Many years ago and far away from here, there was a farm called Pantanance. It was a great place where cows and sheep lived happily. Around the fields they wandered under the care of a kindly farmer called Myrig. He was respected in the town, he was respected in the village. And every night he said his prayers, he cooked his food for his family and went to bed knowing that the next day he was doing good, that the next day he was doing what he was born to do. But suddenly, and without warning, as the winter night started to draw in, as the chill came into the air, as Myrig would go to sleep of a night, he would hear music playing outside, quietly at first, but growing louder and louder, until eventually he could not sleep a wink. Every night he would open the curtains and would see absolutely nothing, but would hear the music strangely calling to him. Eventually, at the midwinter, when the nights were so dark and so cold and so chilled, he would walk out, the music calling him into the fields, and yet he saw nothing. He grew tired, he grew weary, he grew annoyed that he could not ever get any sleep. His farm started to suffer, his crops started to overgrow, his animals became hungry and thin. So eventually he agreed to go there down into the village and speak with a wise woman who would know what to do. He walked down and sat in the churchyard where he had agreed to meet her. 
The gate to the churchyard opened, and in shuffled the wise woman. Myrig told her exactly what was happening day after day in Pantanans, and she said to him, I will give you advice, but know this, I must first be granted a full day's milking of your cows. Agreed, said Myrig. The fairies have chosen your place to make merry. The fairies have chosen your place to dance. There is only one thing you can do to get rid of them, and that is to find in the morning as the sun rises at the time between times. Go into the fields and find their circles, find their stones, find the places they dance, and plough over them all. Do not stop until the sun sets and the time between times comes again. Only then will you rid yourself of the fairies. I will do that, said Myrig. And he and the wise woman walked back to Pantanance, and there she was given all the milk of the cows from one day. That night Myrig went to bed, and sure enough, the music started to play. He could hear the singing, he could hear the dancing, he could hear the making merry. But as the next day rose, he ran out into the fields, and sure enough, there were circles, crop circles, there were small circles of stone, empty. He got his plough and pushed it and drew it and brought it all the way over, just totally destroying all of the fairy circles. As the night drew in, he sat back, exhausted, went into his house, opened the window, and waited for the music to start. And sure enough, there was none. There was just silence, nothing at all. He chuckled to himself, sat back, laughed. I've done it! I have done it! I have rid my farm of the fairies for good! But then, at midnight, just as he was starting to sleep in his bed, a voice cried out, Vengeance is coming! Fast it approaches! <gasps> Byrick sat up in his bed, looked around, looked out the window. There was no music, no sounds, no fairy singing. <laughs> the next morning he went to work on his farm. He heard nothing, saw nothing. A good day's work was done. The next day the same. Then the following week. Ha, ha, ha! I am rid of the fairies! But then came Kalangayev. The heart of the year, the darkest part of the year. And that night on Kalangayev, when Myrig went to sleep, he awoke at midnight to the terrible smell of burning. He looked outside and the whole farm was ablaze. No! he cried, rushing out. He rushed down to the stream and tried to put out the fire with the water. But in the morning, as he rose, all his crops had been destroyed. Many of his animals had fled the burning farm. <laughs> he rushed down to the town to see the wise woman, but she would not speak to him. And full of sorrow and remorse, he walked back to Pantanance. As he reached the farm, sat outside on a stone, there was a small, tiny man, dressed in red, his beard filled with flowers, 
<gasps> Myrig was terrified, but he said to him, Oh, you must have been one of the fairies who, who made merry on my farm. I am so sorry. I regret it so much that I sent you away. And now you have taken your vengeance. We have not taken our vengeance. That was just the start. Vengeance is coming. Fast it approaches. <laughs> oh, please, please, I beg you, you of the Tulwith take. Please do not give me vengeance. Please, you may dance, you may sing, you may make merry on my farm. Just do not destroy what I have taken years to build. I see that you are full of remorse, said the fairy, and I will go back to my king, and I will ask him to take pity on you. See me here tomorrow at the time between times, where I will give you his answer. Oh. The next night, Myrig returned full of hope that something would be done, and there again, there was the fairy, sat there. I have spoken to my king, and although you have shown great regret, what he has said, what he has done, cannot be undone. But we will delay the curse. Neither you nor your son, nor your son's sons, will hear from us again. But in the future we will return. With that, the fairy vanished. With that, Myrig returned to his house full of relief. And with that, he lived the rest of his life, respectful of the fairies, but making sure that he always left an offering. Many years later, he died. The farm was taken on by his sons. They lived full and happy lives. And many years after, they died and their sons took on the farm. Over a hundred years had passed, until one day a descendant of Myrig, a young man called Madoc, lived at the farm, knew nothing of the curse, and had fallen in love with a lady from the village called Tilleri. They were so happy and were due to marry the next day. There in Pantanance they sat and made plans for the next day. But as the sun was about to set, and Madog was about to turn into bed. Suddenly a voice cried out, Vengeance is coming! Fast it approaches! <gasps> Taken back by the sound, knowing not where it came, Madog finally went to sleep, awoke the next day and had the best day of his life as he married his love Teleri. But again that following night, which happened to be Christmas night, they sat there, drunk, made merry, and were happy that their day had been so successful. But then, suddenly, outside, they heard the sound of dancing. They heard the sound of music. Madog opened the curtains and could see nothing. I will go out and see what's going on out there, he said to Teleri, and walked out into the night. Minutes, hours passed, and he did not return. The next day, Teleri looked for him, found nothing, only small circles and small circles of stone out in the farm. She looked for him every day for weeks, for months, 
for years. And every day on Christmas night she would leave a candle in the window, hoping for Maddox's return. A hundred years passed, till Airy had long died and been buried in the farm. Another family lived there and celebrated Christmas. And on that Christmas night, as the snow fell and the wind howled outside and the fire roared, they waited. And suddenly the door opened. They were not too taken aback, for it was Christmas night and they were expecting visitors. But then they saw a man in the doorway that they did not recognise, although he looked strangely familiar and with an incredibly shocked look upon his face. Who are you? they asked. I am, uh, I am Maddock. I've just gone outside, and I've come back, and now everything here has changed. Where is my wife? Where is Teleri? There is no Teleri living here, they said. Maddock sat by the fireplace, and suddenly a voice boomed out. Vengeance has been delivered. Before going silent. Madog stayed with the family at the farm and lived the rest of his life, waiting, watching, hoping that the Tulwith Teg would not return. He never did anything to harm them and always told people to respect the fairy folk for he had been the final victim of the curse of Pantanance. The farm still stands, it is still prosperous, they still have animals there, they still milk the cows, they still shear the sheep, they still grow props to be sold all around. But every night they leave an offering for the fairies. For they do not wish the curse of Pantanance to ever return. And that, my friends, is an old traditional tale of the Tulwith Teg that was told at the time between times. The curse of Pantanance is a warning to us all to respect that which we do not understand. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you could sit here for just a few moments and listen to that tale being told and enjoy and forget all your cares and all your strife. My name is Owen Staten. I hope you are enjoying these podcasts. Please leave a kindly review and a rating. Please share them with your friends. Please write to me if you wish. I can be found on Twitter at Owen at, at Owen S. Griffiths. And of course, my email address, owenstaten at aol.com. I always like to hear from you, people who are listening to these tales. Any suggestions that you wish to give are more than welcome. Sometimes podcasting is a very lonely profession as you sit here talking to yourself, hoping that people are enjoying your tales. This has been a bonus episode and I will be back to my Friday nights from now on. But please take care of yourself. Have a good week. Sit back, relax. Enjoy yourself. Thank you for joining me here at the Time Between Times. Diolch am fawr. No star. <laughs>